This company revolutionized the air purifying industry by creating a high ticketed product that doesn't just capture germs, bacteria, or mold, but eliminates them totally. Since launching, they've done over a million dollars in sales every month and have an estimated projected revenue of over $50 million. This is Molecule. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Sean Azar here with Matt Skopak. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Deep Dive into Businesses, episode 62, where we dive into businesses like Molecule and dive into their marketing and business strategies such that you can take these tactics and implement them into your business. Molecule started in... 2016. 2016 by a family-owned business. Their names is Dalitip. Delio and Jaya Gosawana. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. They actually launched a product in 2016. They're founded on paper, I think, in 2014. But it's been a 20 years yeah. in the making idea with research backed yeah. into it. My father so was a scientist at a university back and started doing research in this area of air purification and technology using light back in 1995. And 20 years later, it looks like the family, the kids launched a product that could help with air purification and not only capturing the toxins, but eliminating them. And they sell products between that range between $500 and to over close to $1,000. $1,000, yeah. Yeah, and the product is not like, it's not Instagrammable. It's modern, it's sleek. You know, they call it like the Tesla of air purifiers. I believe they saw it on, the, on their website. So learning how they implemented their strategy and, you know, their success. And this market, I believe is a 12 point. To yeah, $12.2 billion market, and it's growing rapidly with like an 8% cigar. So it, it is a growing market, especially thanks to COVID. These type of air purifiers and anything that can eliminate bacteria obviously is growing rather quickly now that we know the severity of things. So they made something that's a nice to have that you need to have. And let's just get right just to number one. Get right into it. Uh, I'll start off. Yep. When selling a high ticket product, you need to create a custom funnel for possible buyers to basically lead from when they first see the marketing, the product to when they finally purchase this. And the biggest differentiation and the biggest thing we need to discuss is the difference between selling a high ticketed product versus like an Instagrammable item that's 20, 50, $100. Totally different type of marketing strategy. When you have these high ticketed prices, I keep on banging the microphone, high ticketed items, you're not gonna get just a random person that's buying it most likely. They're gonna see the product, they're gonna do research, they're gonna go all over the website to look for it and like to see if it really works and if they really need to spend 500 or $1,000 to it. So as a company, what something that Molecule has done well and they talk about is they understand that they're not gonna make a sale on first purchase. So they need to prove that credibility with their products. So you see a lot of their ads have FDA, uh, clinical studies, it, they talk all about the 25 years of research. So that's a big thing. If you have a high ticketed product, it's not going to be an easy just buy now sale. You have to have a whole funnel that you're going to lead your customers through, signing up for a, their email in, sending them different types of emails. All the flows have to be built out just for that one purchase. And it's a good and a bad thing. A lot harder to sell a very expensive item. However, your customers, when they do buy or when they are interested, they're sophisticated customers that have the means to buy 
and that they're most likely going to be a, a long-lived customer with your brand. I also think it's very important, Matt, that you know when you're selling a high-ticket price item like this, and uh, you know you want to build that credibility, you want to help your, the customer journey. They partnered up with a I forgot what PR agency. It's called VOC. When you Google, you'll see. Um, I'll just put it up if you're watching it on the YouTube video. And they got into some of the major publications. They they way they story they narrated the story for like I think it was the first air purifier to eliminate like all types yeah. of like it doesn't just American. capture them in the filter they revolutionized by creating a product that basically eliminates 99.9% of basically everything bacteria mold toxins you name it so yeah if you're if you're selling something high ticketed and if you're they met they actually raised about 100 million dollars in capital yep. so that was a, definitely a smart move for them because they're all over like types of yeah, different articles it's, that it's a hardware company too so they have different parts electronics that are coming from all over the world so they need a lot more money to substantiate hold on to inventory and things like that all right number two co-promote your product with other brands to help increase your email subscriber list and it's not only your email subscriber list it could be instagram could be other social media handles molecule does this really really well i mean i've been actually a subscriber to their email list for the past probably a couple months now so i could show up some examples one of them more recently they partnered with a company called snooze you know remember molecule air purifier it helps actually you know, when you're sleeping, you want to clean air. It helps, you know, with your sleep, better sleep, they yeah, say. Of course. Right? What is Snooze? Snooze is a product, I believe. I just looked it up. It creates white noise. It helps promote better sleep. So it's not an air purifier, but it has like a, a sound to it. And the other one is they did it with a purple. It's a purple mattress. So again, they them. create these landing pages. I actually have this uh, Shopify app that I use it's called Viral Sweep. So anyone that's using Shopify, it's a great way to create these giveaway campaigns where it helps you create a landing page where for, and you could you know partner up with someone and then you give them rules. Like basically, you know, they fill out their contact information, but after they, they finish signing up, they could get additional points you know for the giveaway for more entries to win by like following certain social media pages yeah. but the initial landing page is accepting emails from each brand so you yep. gotta do like a I'm check plus that. check plus check plus so this is a great way to leverage both audiences non-competitors in a basically a free way yeah. but you're just giving away product smart that's smart uh number three High-ticketed products must be backed by science or have proof of use. And this is something that I've talked about a little bit about. When you have these high-ticketed products, you're not just going to have a gimmick and be able to sell to people. It's going to be basically impossible. So a lot of these products have clinical trials behind them where they've spent millions of dollars having to prove that their products really work. Or they are backed by a government agency like the FDA, where, again, you need clinical trials, but you have some kind of proof of being a top product or this works in this way. So this is something that we've seen multiple times now throughout the podcast. We saw this with Seed, the probiotic. They have basically a revolutionary way, a shell that makes sure that the probiotic is actually broken down in the liver. Actually, I could relate to this, this seed a lot. Like their brands are very, like very similar. It's very modern, sleek, and it's all backed by but, science. But they may, they use science almost as a sexy way to market, which is kind of very new for these boring brands. So seed did it, and we're seeing the same thing now with Molecule using science-based and all the science and all the time spent researching it to basically sell this product. I mean. Granted, let's, let's, I mean, this was the perfect product to launch with COVID happening in 2020. Obviously, it wasn't in pur on purpose because it was launched in 2017. But 
once this happened, there were so many doors that opened up. I'm sure sales were basically skyrocketing and they were marketing saying that it it eliminates, I saw something on their website, 99.9% of all COVID uh, SARS-2 bacteria within one hour in their home. So, I mean, yes, they benefited. They were lucky. You have to be lucky sometimes. Timing's everything. From timing. But again, revolutionary. And they're using science to help market and provide credibility to people that, hey, this really works and you need this in your home. Go to a website. I, I would study their website. Just look at every page. It's like a video. It's like there's so many visuals. Like you see videos of how it, you know, destroys uh, yeah. bacteria and mold and all that. They break down everything because a lot of people don't understand what I think. Uh, I don't know if they have. They use HEPA, which is a, it's a terminology. Pepco. Pep, Pepo. Pepco. People don't know yeah. if you, that terminology, but when they see it visually, what it's actually doing and help help you, you know, breathe cleaner air. I think that's really important. Yeah. Number four, influencers over paid media, especially if you're a startup brand. I can't stress this enough. When you're a startup brand in today's world, if you don't have content produced by like other people, like other customers, reviews, you're not going to go far. Running ads, just like creating an ad that people see on Facebook or on, on other social media platforms without people in it, real people in it, it doesn't build up credibility. You want, as a startup, you want to send out your product to tons of influencers that align with your brand. Let them create the content. Let them educate their consumers. You're basically, I like to say this, you're killing three birds in one stone here because you're getting introduced to a newer audience. You're allowing the influencer educate their audience where you can leverage because they, they know what the, the product is. And you're using their content to reformulate. Exactly. You get user-generated content. I think that's huge because you're going to waste a lot of dollars on just like crap. Like imagine just a mock-up or a still shot of just, you know, in today's world, you want other people to use it so you can leverage that and then run paid media afterwards. Yeah. UCG is performing really well right now too. Um, Probably outperforming everything else in terms of on Reels, on TikTok, on IG. UCG is just performing just because people are probably relating to it better. So definitely recommend that. Uh, and number five, now this is an advanced strategy. Definitely if, if you haven't created your product yet or you're thinking of ideas of how to create a product, what business to get into, this is something I thought was very interesting. Create a product or brand that's eligible for grant, government grants or tax write-offs. Uh, this is something I guess that they got lucky with, but if you're familiar with tax code and all the grants happening with the government, basically in 2021 after covid they were giving, they gave out like 56.2 billion, or I think it was 5.6 billion uh, to schools, K to 12 schools for air purification. And who was a main beneficiary of that molecule? Because they could clean and provide air purification in these schools um, because their filters and their technology. So this is something really to think about when creating the business. If you have the ability to create a product that is available to use for that companies or individuals can use for a grant or remember when we had solar panels, people were able to write off solar panels as an expense on their taxes. This is another example. Those type of businesses, you really can then market using those type of benefits to individuals or to businesses to help drive your revenue. So definitely, this is one of the more advanced strategies that we talk about, but this is what people do out there. Before they create a business and product, they see an area that they can leverage and they create a product then in the area, especially if they have specialty in it and knowledge in it. So, so are they like, like the brand Molecule? Mm-hmm. during their wholesale, like when they're wholesaling or they're selling to schools, like you're saying, or businesses, they're telling them like, hey, look, 
buy this, it's going to help you know clean the air for your schools, the, but it's also going to be a, a write off for you guys. Well, it's not a write off, yeah. but they were these schools, K to twelve schools that have federal funding were given grant money so they could buy the proper air filters for their school to make sure that kids, students, teachers were all breathing uh, so this in qualifies. healthy filter. So this qualifies. So now these schools could spend $5,000 on a business unit of a molecule and they wouldn't have to pay for it because they could use the grant money they got from free from the government to then pay molecule. That's the best way to just, you got to understand who your audience is, right? And understand the types of grants they could potentially be getting. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I'm sure they could call school and say, hey, this grant's available. This is what you can use it on instead of trying to like these schools have no idea what filters to use or how they're going to clean the school like there so this was a benefit but i'm sure this was a huge revenue source during covid especially when schools used back up and i know this is advanced but these are what people are doing out there that are very successful they find these grants and they create a product or they find these relationships and they leverage them so that's the way you need to think love it number six creating educational content around your brand's Thesis, prime example, Go Molecules uh, Instagram page. I love how they use leverage the carousels, Instagram carousels. And one of the, the topics, just just to get an idea, is uh, how to refresh your home with Bobby, someone, I, I guess that's an influencer or a content creator, and let a bunch of their tips, like tip number one, add a pop of color. Tip number two, tip number three, and then tip number four is clean your indoor air, and that's where the air purifier comes in. But tip number three was elevate your artwork, like they don't sell artwork, but they're giving that type of content. That's building value to the end consumer. It's not not just throwing their product out there for every post if it has nothing to do with the product, but it does. It has to do with being in a home because that's where the molecule is or a business and so yeah. forth. So home decor and they're building it in. So I think that's huge. That's that's about it. That's all we got, guys. If you remember, high ticketed price items is important. Break it down. You want to make it easier for your consumer that consumer journey. You want to build that trust, that credibility. So you got to do that by implementing all this. And it could be like a, I, mean, I consider this a boring product. Yeah, and hey guys, it's a whole different sale. It's a whole different strategy when you're dealing with a high ticketed product. Like this is much harder than just a one off buy now, buy it now product. So you have to have a lot more strategy to it, build proper funnels, and just a totally type of sale. So. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe for more weekly videos. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, and so forth, give us a five-star rating if you thought this was valuable. Uh, we have a link. Uh, it could be like rate my podcast slash DDIB, um, which is rate for whatever uh, platform you're listening to this to. If you think this is going to help one of your uh, entrepreneur friends that is starting a business or in the middle of a business, and this could help, share this podcast with them. And if you have any questions, you could tweet at M Skopak. Yep. I haven't done this in a while. Or at Sean underscore Azari. Or if you're kind of watching this, leave your questions down below and we'll see you. We'll, we're going to try to keep doing it next week, but we've been delaying it. So, all right, guys. Catch you later. Have a good one.